Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am. An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. With your host, Mr. Gray. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> and Billy V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. And now featuring Gimli. Really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Introducing our international rugby correspondent, Eric Nichols. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> So there I was in the Wombat Den for another episode of the B-Side Boys podcast. And I am here with the one and only Philly V. The OG. The OG. (laughs) This is like a throwback episode. It is, yeah. This is like the first time it's just been me and you in a long time. I know. But you know what they say, the original is always the best. Ooh. Ooh. The only thing we need to do is take away these microphones, put the laptop across the room, and record... Just through the laptop audio. <laughs> Have you gone back and listened to the old episodes? Not, no. It's hard to listen to some of it. Content, great. Guests, great. Yeah. Audio quality, terrible. Yeah. And we had no clue what we're doing, which is consistent for today. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. some things still, you know, are the same. That's the charm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, Nichols, he's on assignment for his job. So he is out. He travels a lot more for work than I thought he did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that either. He's always sending me weird snaps and, you know, in his, like, Airbnb and hotel and stuff. It's kind of uncomfortable sometimes. What's he do? <laughs> is he breaking OSHA rules? It could be an OSHA thing. Or maybe it's a union thing. It's I a union know. thing. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, you just don't understand. <laughs> uh, and then Gimli, he's out. I think he has a tummy ache. No, a headache. Some kind of ache. Well... T's and P's his way. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The respond. Say something. I don't know. Thoughts normally, normally those other guys would be here. <laughs> I know. So you know what? I I'm thought Rusty. With with these guys, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And you know, I love you, and I love quality time with you, just the two oh. of us. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you know what? We need a third person. Oh yeah. yeah. So I thought, what better way to you know have somebody let's get an interview in studio in the wombat den and by studio i mean basement living room let's get the brand new president of the iowa rugby union bryant reynolds bryant how you doing uh fantastic excited to be here this interview is brought to you by tighthead brewing company Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And, oh yeah, the name Tight Head. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tight Head prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. Enjoy Tight Head Brewing Company. 
Glad to have you. No, it was one of those things like brand new year, starting a new season of the B-Side Boys, and it's kind of like, you know, not a lot of rugby is going on on the field, but there's a lot of things happening in the Iowa Rugby Union right now. We just had the AGM before the end of the year, new elections, you became president. I guess for a disclaimer so people know, I don't like to talk about it, but I'm also the vice president, so like this is... It's like an insider episode, you know, like we're going to give some behind the scenes stuff because there's a lot of things going on right now. You've been on conference calls, what, every single night for the past week? Yeah, it if, if definitely feels like it. Just uh, all the working with all the committees and kind of getting that first surge of energy out there and uh, kind of giving the power to the people, right, with the mm-hmm. committees. and mm-hmm. So every night, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was a big goal. I know when you were elected and we started talking about things, one thing we looked at looked at with the Iowa Rugby Union was it's always been, you know, some great people with great ideas, but they've been kind of working either by themselves or, or with a partner. And it was like, you know, people get burnt out and then they disappear. And they're really great people with great ideas and great work ethic. But, you know, they have families, they have lives, they have jobs. So why not bring in as many of these people who care about rugby, bring them into a lesser role? and accomplish more with more people, but the people are doing less, if that makes sense. So many hands make light work is a a thing I like to say. And so as you've come in, what has that been like with these committees? What's been the the goal behind that, the vision behind that, and what's that looked like so far since you've taken over? Yeah, so the the first thing I would like to say is we're, we're two people, right? Two people running the whole state with the, you know, the other board members as well. Just, it's not feasible. It's not going to work. Not sustainable for sustainable sure. At all, and we're going to be done by six months. But with these committees, like you said, it allows us to, you know, kind of pass some of the load off as well as get more ideas, right? Because mm-hmm. we might think we have the best ideas for rugby, but maybe someone has a way better idea, and we can go with that, and then we can add to it as well. Um, so yeah, the committees have been fantastic. Uh, we have the All Iowa Committee, and it's kind of trying to revamp uh, that tournament and get more teams back and, and stuff like that. And we actually, you know, it's been in Iowa Falls, so been in Iowa Falls. So a couple representatives from Iowa Falls is in, are in the committee, so that's a lot of fun. And they're kind of telling us how it's been ran in the past and stuff like that. And we're working on, you know, easier access, so you don't have to pay in cash. You know, cash mm-hmm. is not everything in today's world so some things the committee's working on is an event bright so you're like purchasing a ticket to a concert uh, inviting out-of-state teams mm-hmm. is another thing mm-hmm. we're working like on that. yeah especially for the women's division no and, for uh, sure yeah and I'll, I'll touch base on the come back to the women's thing here in a little bit but that's kind of key throughout all these committees mm-hmm. it seems like it's which is a lot of fun um so that one's kind of building we're just kind of getting started and you just want me to list all yeah just keep going through because again <laughs> all of this is like really fresh because i mean you're, yeah, you you're in these doing it. yeah in these conversations and it's just fun to like hear these things too because again as we talk about our rundown for like hey what are we going to talk about for the podcast nothing's happening but that's not true there's so many things happening and behind closed doors but as a union we want to make sure we're transparent we want to make sure people know stuff is happening so they can build trust in the union but then also know like hey when spring comes around there's going to be a select side 
there's going to be an all Iowa. Summer comes around, there's going to be summer sevens. Like stuff is in the works because in years past, when things are quiet, teams lose that trust, they lose that faith, and they don't sign up for stuff. They don't prep for stuff, and we're hoping to change that through, you know, communication. So yeah, again, I mentioned you know. We've had the sevens committee. You want to talk about that one too? Yeah. So the the sevens committee, and we're kind of doing it uh, where you know it's happening no matter what. If teams don't show mm-hmm. up, guess what? The next date's <laughs> already set, and we'll give you another chance. Uh, it's going to have the men's division and the women's division as well. And some some really cool thoughts are coming about having multiple teams. Like teams like Quad City has enough for like six sides, maybe. Holy right. Smokes. Wow. Yeah. So um, some things like we'll have one scoring side and the rest are kind of playing in there. And then mm, yeah. uh, kind of I know some of the issues in the past where people would jump teams mm-hmm. and then we'll kind of you'll set your scoring side uh, beforehand, stuff like that. Nice. And then again, inviting those those, you know, putting maybe these tournaments in places where they have women's rugby. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's easier for that team. Like, let's say a quad city. You yep. know, it's easier to travel. to. They're in Quad City already or mm-hmm. Des Moines. They're in Des Moines. Uh, things like that um, and then invite some you know if we're in quad cities let's let's hit up some of those women's teams that are in Illinois and say mm-hmm. hey yeah. come come rumble with our ladies let's 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 see what uh, can happen with that and that, that's, that's pretty exciting that's kind of the theme as well right the men's set and now we're trying to go back to building more women women's rugby in Iowa and I think each committee kind of touched that that's a key factor so mm-hmm. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, we're bur- burning the boats. We're moving forward, either <laughs> either on board or not, but it will be there. Yeah, and that's kind of my vision with it, too, is that if we just say, like, hey, Summer 7s is happening, clubs are going to be like, all right, cool, well, we're doing it. <laughs> you know, because I think last year I remember trying to schedule things in the summer. It was like, who's hosting? Who's doing what? If there's a schedule already set, we're just going to go to it because it's there. You know, and then if you also have, you know, we know block party is always a thing. Irish Fest is always a thing. Um, Big Sevens is always a thing. So, like, you know those exist. And if we just have it set, like, hey, you can earn points towards a Summer Sevens championship if you go to this one, cool. Like, we're, we're doing it. Whereas last year was just kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. And you, you didn't know if other teams were going to sign up because there wasn't, like, a schedule pre-made. That's what I love about fall season, you know? Midwest Union is just, here's your schedule. Yeah. You know, spring, you're on your own. Summer, last year, we were on our own. So hopefully this, you know, gets people going um, and showing up. And we also talked about, too, in that committee, not only is it, hey, can you provide a, a good tournament, but also do you have other events going on? Yeah. Is there going to be food trucks? Is there going to be a concert? Or, like, is there other events in your town that makes it desirable? Because we've talked about this with the All-Iowa Tournament. Love that tournament. But in today's day and age, with all the distractions and all the other opportunities for other things, you kind of have to make it a can't-miss event. Mm -hmm. And rugby, between the three of us, rugby is the can't-miss event. But for people on the fringe, for a casual fan who might not play but want to come check it out, we got to have something that kind of beefs it up, Mm -hmm. that gets the community like, well, who's making all that noise? Let's go check it out. You know, it's it's a good way to spend a weekend, bring my family to. Um, and that's something we're looking at as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I appreciate you bringing up like the scheduling as well. Um, to, we are building an application for clubs. So in, in the past, it's kind of been forced on clubs. Like you're hosting summer sevens. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you have to have it kind of like or stuff like that. So we're figure both- it out, Phil. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, throw it together, pay the rest, stuff like that. Well, you know, not every club is capable and has everyone that can. You know, they don't have a Ryan Gray that can do everything. So <laughs> Andrew Ridgeway does a lot of stuff for the Wombats. I've given yeah, him all duties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they don't. They uh, they don't have that. So that we're gonna have a, a process application process where you can you know, highlight some of the things about your club, how many fields you have, you know, depending if we want to add out-of-state teams for men's and women's, right? You have to have two Mm -hmm. fields for a certain amount of teams, and we'll have that and kind of look at that. And also it has a section where you can say, hey, this is our city. This is what we can do this weekend as well besides rugby. Uh, And that's going to be great, right? That's going to help us kind of select those hot spots and Mm -hmm. kind of build this thing to what it should be. Right. So what I always liked about some of those seven sermons, like Block Party, Irish Fest, like they're, you know, piggybacking off of like these other really big events that are going on in like, you know, their town or city. And it would be really cool if like, oh, and Big Sevens as well. Mm -hmm. They have the Mm -hmm. race and everything. It'd be cool if we could find something in Des Moines that would be something we could piggyback off off the summer. I don't know what they all do, though, like Des Moines wise. I don't know what we all have going on. You've lived here for years. How do you not what goes on in the summer? It always (laughs) seems like it's just... uh, what is it? Farmer's market is like the only thing I swear. <laughs> Let's play some rugby and get some tomatoes. That sounds great. <laughs> exactly. World food yeah. festival. What if we played around that? That'd be fun. Yeah, that would actually blast. be really fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's, there's so many things going on in the summer, but I feel like this is something we should definitely talk about because I was actually going to ask later, but I'm going to ask it now before I forget because Phil brought up a good point. You're with the Des Moines rugby club. I'm with the West Des Moines Wombats. You're president. I'm vice president. I'm going to take a, a question out of... You ever listen to Sunday Conversations with Caleb Presley from Barstool? <laughs> you ever seen those? Yes. Oh, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a, a style of question from his playbook. What do you say to people who say, you guys are only from Des Moines and you're only going to gear Iowa rugby towards Central Iowa in Des Moines? What do you say to that? No one said that. I just always wanted to ask a question no. in that frame. I thought that'd be fun. This is where the video component would come into play, so you could do this face. Yeah, Phil's just shirtless eating ice cream like yes. Glenny balls, just nodding at me. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's a gr- that's a great. Uh, I know this. Actually. This like derails ex- like from what we were doing, but I mean, it's a real question. I'm sure people do think that like, oh, it's very Des Moines centric. Most of our like we're the furthest west teams out there, and there's a lot of like high school clubs in our area it's the most populous area so like yeah what what are we doing to make sure people know we want to serve everyone yeah like i said great question uh the thing is i kind of had to switch my mindset right des moines is the center of my universe and center Mm -hmm. of iowa and uh even in these committees they're like hey what's west of des moines for rugby and it's like oh in iowa there's nothing right so des moines is not the center of, mm-hmm. of rugby in Iowa, you know, that'd be kind of kind of Iowa City-ish type yeah. things. But uh, the main thing I would tell to anybody that thinks that we're Des Moines-centric is that uh, Des Moines can't survive on its own, right? Iowa is not Des Moines, and to, we don't want just Des Moines to thrive. We want Iowa to thrive. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to see just Des Moines players playing in the Thunderbirds or going to pros. I want to see everyone saying, like, all teams send people up to next level all teams come to our select sites which we'll talk about later and that way when people think iowa they're like iowa knows rugby mm-hmm. iowa plays rugby not des moines plays rugby or the wombats play rugby mm-hmm. like 
I don't want to play those Iowa boys or I don't want to play those Iowa women mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's that's kind of our goal, right? Mm-hmm. Like the performance and the yeah. transparency and like I want I want a D four title, D three title, D two title. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially as president, like I want everyone to win. Like oh yeah, you know. And that and I did have to switch my thinking. And now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com. Mm-hmm. For, for sure, because mm-hmm. like my career has been Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I promise you that we want Iowa to thrive and uh, grow, and we want more clubs. Mm-hmm. We want more competition. Uh Wombats came into Des Moines, right? That was kind of a thing where it's like, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> right, but it, they're thriving. That's two teams that are uh, thriving in different right. different ways. Too, right, right, right. You know, different ways. And uh, that just proves that there's so much rugby that can happen in the mm-hmm. state of Iowa that we don't need to be in these silos. Right, right, and, right. Yeah. And we need to take ideas from places like River City, who did the... Intercity Sevens. Intercity yep. Sevens, that's phenomenal they, mm-hmm. they had so many players out or you yeah. need to take like stuff from bremer and we'll talk about this later when you ask me kind of my plans for the stuff but like bremer oh, yeah. you know bremer's been the constant powerhouse mm-hmm. uh th- since i played rugby you, right. know, you, you guys are when you were up there you guys were fantastic and they just keep rebuilding mm-hmm. yeah and they got a great youth program too like they do a great yeah. job with yeah that. waverly yeah. and quad city both have great like elementary middle school level programs that everybody can learn from exactly that's my next thing is quad cities uh mm-hmm. they came back from the the dead yeah. and they have like 50 people out like how did you do it and stuff like that so we want to kind of capture those moments and not stay in our silos and share that throughout mm-hmm. the state and grow it so i'm definitely iowa centric now mm-hmm. and i know you are oh yeah I mean, you you've proven it you walk yeah. the walk right <laughs> yeah. ref clinics and coaching clinics and yep you know, kind of put your money where your mouth is. So. As cliche as it is, we've said this a million times. We said this was going to be the tagline of the podcast when we started on like our third episode. You know, uh, a rising tide raises all ships. Mm. But I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, if everybody's pushing it to the next level, everybody's going to get better. Because again, I don't care who it is. We need a D1 club in Iowa. Oh, and, and and we need to funnel up people. We need more clubs in D2. The fact that, like, Carfu has their own D2 league. Wisconsin has their own D2 league. Yeah, or, you know, I mean, they have way more clubs. Minnesota has more yeah. clubs. I mean, right now in Iowa, we have two D2 clubs. Do, oh, words. Two, <laughs> 1641. Cut it. No, I won't cut out. That's, that yeah, wasn't even that bad. Um, zero D1 clubs, two D2 clubs. Like, we can do better. And and we know that too. Absolutely. And I mean one of one of the D two clubs, I mean, they just 
got right. relegated down and you got to kind of ask like did they have enough support exactly and those kind of questions and I, and I think you're on the same boat it's like what can your union do for you to mm-hmm. get you to that next step right because it's yep. it's hard if you stay in those silos and we're our goal and I think like what we're going to do is bring it together mm-hmm. so it's you, Iowa versus the world that then that's kind of where I wanted yep. to answer that so you gonna put that on a t-shirt and sell it i mean <laughs> absolutely do you want to hey. announce that now <laughs> <laughs> i would absolutely sell that t-shirt so. phil jordan get on that phil doesn't even know he doesn't oh, even know yeah so i will say <laughs> we don't have iowa versus the, versus the world uh that could be something uh if it gets a lot of traction but we are coming out with the iowa union store and i, oh. I kind of want to build that pride in iowa mm-hmm. Uh, not keep us in our silos. I want to see when the select sides are playing, the fans are all wearing the Iowa Union shirts and supporting your club, your club teammates that are playing. But also, you know, you want to see those Iowa boys, Iowa boys, and Iowa women uh, move up, right? Mm-hmm. You want to see them compete, and like we should be beating Minnesota and Wisconsin. We there's been some studs that have come through uh iowa and we should be competing with those teams we just haven't put it together mm-hmm. and that's that's what we're gonna do we're gonna build that sense of pride in iowa mm-hmm. get those teams to go travel into other uh territories and you know claim some more land pretty much so it's like old school pro wrestling the territory <laughs> days you go to their you go to their town and you win their title and you leave absolutely you say, see ya <laughs> but you know and i think it's fair too to have the mindset of like, I want my club, my home club to be the best. But when I look around everybody else in Iowa, I want them to be kicking the shit out of everybody else too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when we get to the playoff time, it's like, man, I want my team to be there. But if it's not me, I want it to be one of these teams I go to battle with because rugby is a unique sport where, you know, we have select sides where it's like, I'm going to battle against these guys. But then there is the select side where it's like, well, now we're teammates and we have this sense of pride and we know that our league play is going to prepare us for this. You know what I mean? Like if, and this, and this is what you said earlier, made me think of it. You said Des Moines can't survive on its own. And it made me think too of, you know, if you have no competition, you are not going to get better. Iron sharpens iron. I need my opponents to be as good as they can be. So it makes me better to give me the best chance to grow. And that's kind of how I think we both are looking at this is if we can help every club, you know, those top players are going to become Thunderbirds. Those teams are going to win titles. Things are going to happen. Our college kids are going to go on to the next level. And I I think we're going to we're going to shock some people because I think we have all the pieces. Like you said, it just hasn't been put together. And then a big piece of that is our select sides which we also have a committee for that we also just met two nights ago. Yeah, two, two nights ago, and I'm glad, glad you kind of got into that. And just, um, Dude, thing, I'm a professional. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, the, flow, the flow's fantastic in the segues. So, so, uh, so we're going, you know, the first thing you got to look at, right, is how do you make them not backyard rugby, mm-hmm. um, which they, they kind of have been. Um, and that's no – offense to anybody that's helped out in the past or anything like that because you know you were there you volunteered uh whether a coach or player or anything like that it's just it felt kind of like you didn't have the backing in the the union Mm -hmm. and that's something we wanted to to change we've discussed this a lot it was like the coach whoever volunteered as a coach they took it on themselves 
And that meant they had to do everything from absolutely setting up the practice, setting up the tryout, setting up lodging, setting up transportation, who has the jerseys, what's the game plan, and you're by yourself unless you find your own coaches. And I don't know what support looked like from the union at that time, but Phil, you played in some of those, yeah. whether it was U23. Essentially, when we played I've U23. played in a lot of them. <laughs> right. When we played for the U23 side, it essentially was, all right, you and I, we took we would always take eighteen to twenty yeah, guys from you and I because Mike O'Horo and then Moose, mm-hmm. um, you know those guys from Clinton they would coach us and then there'd be maybe be a guy from Ambrose College a guy from Central a guy from Simpson. Um, God, that was so much fun too. They were a blast. They were so much fun, <laughs> but it wasn't a true representation of Iowa. It was just mm-hmm. you and I. And then when we moved up to senior side, it was just like, okay, there's a lot of Bremer guys. And then, you, just, you know, some Iowa City. There was that one year where there was actually a decent amount of Iowa City guys. And mm-hmm. you get a couple CR, CR guys. Um, God, I'm trying to remember. Like, yeah, it was honestly like that one year felt like it was just those three teams, yeah. you know? And, and, and you like, get that a couple of times. And that's the thing. It was because, though, the union didn't set up a tryout. They didn't set mm-hmm. up. The communication wasn't there. And, and maybe and maybe there it was there, but I didn't see it. People didn't see it. There was that know? one year before COVID. We I felt like we we were on like a good start. When Casey when Casey did like the trial in Ames, and there was like yep. a couple other locations. Yeah, like, they, you guys went to Chicago. I couldn't go to that. I don't remember why, but and then after that, we were supposed to play in a few more, and then COVID hit, and then like everything just. And so this is where I want us to get back to. Casey Hansen was in charge, right? And. He had a tryout names, made us run a Bronco. Yeah, that's, that was fun. <laughs> Only Bronco I've run in my life. Last one ever, too. Whatever. I'm out. I'm done. But anyways, we went to Chicago, and like he had a whole schedule for us, like D1 matches, D2 matches. And we went to Chicago, and we played in the Chicago Fire MLS soccer training facility at midnight because they had soccer matches all day, like youth soccer. The only time they could fit the rugby game in was at, like, midnight. So we drive up to Chicago. I remember eating dinner. We took naps. Then we show up at the facility at 10.30 p.m. We start warming up and start doing all this. And then in this giant bubble, we played a match. And it was a blast. It was awesome. And then four weeks later, COVID hit. And we select side's never been the same, you know. So Yeah, that's that's – that's a bummer. Casey Casey obviously does great things for Iowa rugby and kind of one of those guys. He's doing all right. He's doing all right, yeah. One of, the, one of those guys that probably got burned out from, like, the club side of things and went to youth because he took a lot on, right? Oh, yeah. But, you know, so he's kind of making waves down there doing fantastic things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we want to get back to that, but we don't want to put it all on the coaches so they get burned out and we, mm-hmm. we burn out our resources. So this committee, what it's going to do is we're going to get the coaches in place Maybe we already have all of them in place. Uh. Yeah, you want to name them off? Because, yeah, it, this will be released. We will have announced we finally found our U23 men's coach, and we have all four coaches, head coaches, in place. Yeah, I'm horrible with last names, so I don't want to say. But uh, Coach Tim from uh, Des Moines, he's a Des Moines coach. He's your guy. Yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> say last names. How Tim. can't you pronounce Tim? Tim's so hard. Uh, Tim M. <laughs> Tim M. Tim M. Well, I don't want to say, and then he's like, I'm going to get in trouble later for saying it wrong, so I'm just going to admit <laughs> that's fair. bad right off the start. You know, Admit your faults. That's the first thing about being an adult, right? Like Self-awareness, Phil. <laughs> 
Well, I, we're just pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Co- Coach Tim, uh, he he coached uh, he coaches Des Moines currently, um, and he wanted to take this over. He's played some high level rugby. He's coached over in Ireland, uh, you know. So he's going to be a great resource. And the goal with Tim, right, is one. Not only is he going to build out the men's side, like and uh, coach them, and all those people are going to come back to their clubs with a different different aspect of rugby right but he's also leading the committee so he's going to help us build out the process for next year Mm. where we have the tryouts and 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 stuff like that and he's definitely the first thing i asked him i was like this can't be a des moines thing right like this and he said absolutely not he wants Mm. to grow rugby he's on the same mindset as us and that was huge for me Mm. uh when i when i talked to him and i said yeah i want you to want you to coach as well and he was like the biggest, the, his biggest thing with Iowa's egos, right? He said mm. Iowa has too many egos in these clubs. If you have an ego and you're hurt by that, I'm sorry, but <laughs> Phil just walked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, and they get stuck in these silos, and we're mm-hmm. trying to we're trying to break that. And I think Tim for the men's side is fantastic because he's not just a just some random guy, right? right? Like mm-hmm. he's a guy with a lot of credentials mm-hmm. uh, that's played before. Yeah, having someone who's been through a high-performance setting and knows what that selection process looks like, what the, you know, analyzing players and going through the the tryout and then what that looks like is huge because, again, in years past, we have great volunteers, but they may not have ever been in a player pool that he's been in. They haven't seen it all the way through. They have great ideas and they do great things, but, like, having someone who's who's been there and can bring that back. And then again, other people can learn from him and take it to their home club. Huge. Absolutely. And that's, that's the goal. And I tell my high school girls that all the time when I'm like, go to all these camps, learn stuff from these coaches and then come back and tell me what it is so I can use it too. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's, that'll be our, our uh, men's coach. And then they've, they've already been announced. So if you're not on the Facebook page, please uh, like that. They've already been announced on there. Um, Mackenzie Givens is going to be the senior women's select side. She plays nice. for Des Moines as well, um, which is kind of theme. Don't don't look into that too much, <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. But she coached she coached at Iowa State. And she People co- did have to apply for this and and. The number of applications for different positions it, it varied. How many people applied? I mean, I, I will say that too. So I mean, yeah, there there was an application process and there was a, a vetting process that went through this as well. So just to to throw that in there. Yeah, and she coached. She coached at Iowa State. She coached with Kelsey McDowell, who we all know is doing fantastic things in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, highly recommended by Kelsey. Uh, I think she'll do fantastic things and also it's something that hasn't been done and i don't you know even the the I, what do you call you don't call them old boys like old girls i old guess girls. what do you call the old old rugby feels ladies it feels, <laughs> it feels wrong right you never talk about a woman's age <laughs> oh man so yeah yeah please come up with a term for that everybody uh so some of the some of the ladies that have played in the past and they have even said that we we haven't had a select side women's mm-hmm. team in a long time we've had U23, but not club sides. That's interesting, too. Our U23 women's program is, like, amazing. Senior side women's program, non-existent. 
Then when it comes to men's, senior side is the one we focus on. U23 is really hard to get going. It's funny how like those two are flipped. They're opposite. And then also, too, like, yeah, with the, the women's senior side, that was another one where the Midwest Rugby Union sent an email out. And this was before you were elected president. And I was on that email, and it was like, hey, we need people to confirm. Are you going to have a senior side men's and women's team at the LAU tournament in June? And I just immediately, before talking to anybody, I'll admit it, I said, yes, we will have both. And I told you this. It's like one of those things. We're signing up for everything, and we're going to rise to it. Absolutely. Like, we're we're going to put something there. It's not going to be this, uh, let us let us check numbers and let us like reach out. Let, because that's how you can like weasel your way out of it. It's like, no, we're signed up. We got to. We have to show up. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, you have the, you know, kind of the same philosophy as me. Uh, when I was at Des Moines, everyone kept talking like, oh, we need to be D2. We need to be D2. We need to move up. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And they're like, oh, let's let's do some things. Let's set it out a year. And I was like, you know, I, I sent in the officer's chat, I said, burn, burn the boats. Mm-hmm. And I, I sent that, and then we moved up D2. And that was kind of the – the thing and it's kind of the same thing we're going to mm-hmm. live up to that we're going to rise or fail but we're going to go yeah and there's no retreat right this episode is brought to you by rotor epoxy the premier epoxy company in iowa you need your floors looking good you need to redo the entire shop the locker room floor the fire station the man cave those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them. Infinite designs, 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy. Find them online now. Right. Because like failure is not an option. Like yeah. we, we have to do it. We signed up for it. Like there's something. <clears throat> when I taught at New Hampton, I'll never forget this. We we did this like exercise with the kids where he gave every kid a note card and at the bottom of the note card it said because i said i would and the (laughs) kids made a promise to themselves about something they wanted to do it was a goal setting tactic or whatever so they wrote their goal and at the bottom of the note card it said because i said i would and then the idea was your word is the only thing you have like control over like that's yours like do this because you said you would and if you don't do it like you lose all trust all credibility you got to do it you you just have to do it so like these kids wrote these goals and they're like well shoot now i have to do it that's how i feel like this is too sign up for it yes there's no turning back yeah sign up for it um you know and then you can't you can't uh you can't like straddle the fence as they say Mm -hmm. right like either you're in it or not and you Mm -hmm. can plan for years and then but what you did and signed us up we have to do it mm-hmm. and it's gonna it's gonna happen so uh rugby women be ready the I trials mean, are coming out if it fails i, I probably shouldn't have said that i mean it's <laughs> recorded shoot no it's not gonna fail yeah, Phil. It it's not gonna fail because we have we, we put a coach in place for well, the yeah. first time in no years, so. and again and then there's what eight people in that committee that are supporting this supporting yeah we'll get back to the yeah. what the actual committee we're kind of i'm kind of all over the place apologize for i'm that. losing it i'm losing it <laughs> And the U23 women's, we didn't, we didn't touch that. That was the first decision we made together. It was super easy. Oh, we didn't even make that decision. Yeah. No, it was in place. It was in place. So <laughs> uh, Coach Flan does a fantastic job up there. She's she's amazing. She does the Midwest stuff as well. And when you have that kind of resource, it's like, all right, you, you do you. And if you need us, we're right here. So 
Yeah, that was funny when I made the original post like, "Hey, we're we're rebooting select sides." And and Flan sent me a text and she was like, "Hey, uh so I'm going to put an application in for this." I'm like, "No, don't, like <laughs> no, like it's it's yours. Like this is your program and like your program is what we're going to model the other three teams after because you do an amazing job." Like to see what she does with you know she connects with the high school kids her program at uni she she just keeps it at that level of they're constantly in the running for a national title and then she's working with all these select side programs she she works with high level coaches and she's always trying to get better as a coach her program is what i want all four programs to look like so yeah that that was one of the funniest text message i ever got because she was so nice about it and she could have been like you know fuck you i'm the coach like you can't take this from me and i'm like <laughs> But no, she was like, "All right, so do I? Do I need to apply? Like, I'll I'll do it." But I'm like, "It's yours." <laughs> I mean, even if she worded that, that, that the, was your application right there. Yeah, <laughs> a, oh, you worded, got it. She, if she worded it the other way, you would still have to accept it because of her credentials. Yeah, pretty and much. Yeah. She, she she has a track record to show. But yeah, that we're on the same page. We want those to look like the U23 women's. Uh, mm-hmm. And then obviously um, the post went out, and we didn't have a U23 men's. Can I, can, I get a, can I get a guess? You want to guess? Yeah. This is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, Phil doesn't know right now. So if you're listening to this, you probably know because it's been posted online. But as we record this, it hasn't been posted yet. I made a sweet-ass graphic for it. Phil, who do you think is the U23 men's coach? Hmm. I think I have one really good guess. All right. Has he played in the MLR before? <sighs> that would really narrow it down. <laughs> so I'm gonna say yes. Okay. All right. Is it John? Colin? <laughs> oh, it's actually um, Matari Mamwara. Oh, okay. From South Africa. No, it is John. <laughs> it yeah, is, it is John. <laughs> Huge get, right? When this guy moved to the state, yeah. uh, it definitely elevated. I mean, I know a lot of high school programs, college programs, men's clubs, everybody kind of used them and uh, like learned from them and stuff. And uh, he's fantastic. We got him on board because of this committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the committees work, right? Because this is probably the best coaching class we've ever ever had for select sides and it's the only you know, time we've had all four teams that i know of active at the same time yeah and it's 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 you know put your money where your mouth is kind of thing we talked about earlier it's happening uh but yeah john uh reached out reached out and he applied and he had some concerns about you know like the logistics of things and stuff mm-hmm. coaches shouldn't have to worry about and ryan and i talked to him and said hey that's the committee like we're gonna, you tell us what you need, and we'll schedule your practices, we'll schedule your tryouts, uh, we'll get all this information out for you. We, you know, if the games aren't happening, we'll schedule. You want warm up games, right? We'll yeah. schedule those. We'll we'll go pick a fight with Minnesota, and uh, <laughs> they don't know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, they don't know what's coming, and um, stuff like that. So like, and then he, he, you know, all his concerns were met with positive reactions and. Uh, good game plan and he, he's on board and that's huge for the state of Iowa yeah. so if you don't think we're taking select side serious look at that coaching staff and like you said too the biggest goal we want to send as many people to the Thunderbirds as possible the Thunderbirds are playing against MLR academies 
They're doing warm-up preseason matches against MLR teams. They're getting looked at to play professional rugby. So being a Thunderbird has always been like the highest honor of being an Iowa rugby player or a Midwest rugby player. But now there's an added bonus of you make Thunderbirds, you get to go toe-to-toe with pros, and you can get looked at to be a professional rugby player. And, Brian, we've talked about this. We believe we have the talent, and we've had the talent to send guys to the next level, but there's this, like, you know, when people think of Iowa, whether it's rugby, football, any sport, any any aspect of life, it's a flyover state. It's like, ah, it's just Iowa, three... Three million people, like corn. What? What can they corn? <laughs> corn what? What do they really have in Iowa? And it's like, no, we've got some dogs, and so if we can organize this efficiently and give people the training and the coaching and the things that they need to get a good look, we're gonna send people to the next level. We're seeing it with our high school select sites. We're seeing it with our high school kids. They're getting, they're making waves nationally. Well, the people on the senior side are the same people that these high school kids were five six seven years ago so that that's our biggest goal and it's like i don't care where they're from i don't care if they're on a d1 club or a d4 club if and that's my big thing too is oh you want to play at a really high level you can play for a d4 club and then go to select side and still be a thunderbird absolutely you know what i mean and then you take that back to your club because again if we all funnel up through the same area and there's and other clubs die off it hurts the health of everybody it's good to have some some high level players all across the state, and when we come together as a select side, you can whoop Carfu in Wisconsin, Minnesota ass, and go to Thunderbirds. You know, yeah, and I, I say it all the time, um, and then and then this is kind of don't nobody take this wrong with D four rugby, but I, you know Iowa Falls had some dogs up there that kind of <coughs> they kind of got buried because they didn't have these avenues like mm-hmm. uh, love them or hate them. Justin is really good scrum half up there, and he got buried. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, and I know he, uh, you know, love him or hate him, like I said, <laughs> but he's good. He's he's good. He's a good rugby player, and uh, like he got buried up, uh, you know, up there because he didn't have these avenues. And I know they've had some centers up there that have been insane mm-hmm. uh, as well. And you know, like River, you know, they have a lot of good players, and they're getting college players now. Yeah, and those college players need an avenue. Well, and uh, go for college in Algona. When they were around, I mean, they had some. They had some dogs. They had they were some, good. some solid. Get, I mean, they had a very physical pack that was very big. But yeah, there was no, there, there was nothing after that. It was just kind of like, uh, I mean, this is where we're at. We're in Algona, you right. know. That, yeah, that's it. So that and that's kind of what we, you know, we we see the we've been on the select sides for a little bit, but we see the select sides as an avenue to recognize everybody in the state mm-hmm. and to give everybody a path and and not hide hide our talent. I guess is kind of not hide it and put it up in the forefront Mm -hmm. and go take go take over other states yeah because in all honesty like where we live in iowa and just kind of the the breakdown of of rugby it would be really really silly for someone who has a good job to move to where there's let's say there was a d1 club whether it's in davenport or it's in des moines you live in a town that's not one of those places it'd kind of be silly to leave your job and and family and be like, Hey, we're going to move to this D one club so I can get looked at to maybe go pro. It would make more sense to be like, I want to play for my D four club, do really, really good. And then when select sides comes around, I'm going to go to selects a couple weekends, 
try out for Thunderbirds, you make it, boom, that's how you get seen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, Chicago is a different beast than us. If if you lived in Illinois, you moved to Chicago, right? Yeah. You live in Iowa? No, play for your home club, and then when Select Side comes up, go to Select Side, and then that's how you're gonna you're gonna play against Chicago. You know, so that that's kind of how I look at it: is the way our state is made up. Play for your home club. Select Sides comes up. That's where you get your look, and then film your games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another another, another thing. We gotta get those games, uh, film all the games you can. Uh, that'd be a big uh, step as well. And I just want to say for all those people out there that are saying we're Des Moines centric, we absolutely don't want the tryouts to be in Des Moines. We want them to be closer to everybody in the middle of the state, looking at Iowa City, uh, Quad City areas, so people can come down and go go over. So. Um, we're moving it out, right? And old me would have been like, oh, everything has to be in Des Moines. But, uh, yeah, so we want to move it so everyone has easy access to it. And, you yeah. know, it's, I, it's, it makes sense. It's in the middle of the state. Des yeah, Moines Iowa, West. Iowa City seems like that would be probably the most logical location for sure. And they have a great facility yeah, that yeah. they use all the time. And Oh, yeah. So, yeah, select site tryouts, not in Des Moines, confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> and Des Moines is West. Uh, so, <clears throat> Got to keep that in my mind. Des Moines West. Yeah. <laughs> we might as well be Omaha. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, other committees, uh, we talked about sevens. We talked about, oh, let's move into women's. Yeah. So uh, women's committee, uh, it's the women's development committee is the official title. Um, and it's fantastic. We have a lot of, a lot of good uh, committee members in there. Um, maybe we'll get a post out because I'm horrible with names. I'm not going to say all the names uh, of who's actually in the committees and kind of put in, putting in the work. But, uh, yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of piggybacking off of all the other committees. And mm. it's kind of I'm running ideas from all Iowa through that committee. And we're like, hey, you know, the first thing is we want to discount. At all Iowa, we want a discounted women's price, right, uh, to yeah, build yeah, more that's, people. That's and nice. I, I was like – how do I word that? You know, I took it to the committee and I was like, how do I word this without making it seem like I'm saying this is a lesser product? Cause mm-hmm. that's not what we're going at. We want to build up rugby. And they were like, yeah, don't word it like that. <laughs> so stuff like that. And then they're working, you know, the, the summer sevens and the select sides, and they're kind of piggybacking off of all those, the push initiatives, but uh, as well, but we'll have a festival we're gonna have festivals, union-sponsored right. festival sites for the for women's rugby. And what happens is everyone's gonna to get together. They're gonna divide up teams, mm-hmm. and they're gonna play. And then my question back to that to the committee was, well, how do you build pride? Right? You have to have pride in your club to yeah grow your club. That's what help elevates you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna keep. If you have thirteen players, those thirteen players are staying together, and then we'll add on from the other teams. Uh, so we're going to keep the teams, the the home teams together as much as possible and uh, in those festival areas. And they're going to be all over the state. So there's going to be one out west here <laughs> in Des Moines mm-hmm. and then one central and maybe one north is kind of what we're looking at. Nice. So, yeah, and it'll just build up, uh, you know, kind of promote women's rugby and hopefully get some playing time for a lot of people and let people know, hey, we're, we are taking this serious. Yeah, no, I like that. And if I remember correctly, too, from the AGM, a lot of the people that were in the, like, women's, like, committee are, like, also kind of sprinkled into a lot of the other committees as well. 
is uh, I remember correctly at least so then they can kind of like you know they're working with the women's committee but then they also have a little bit of that influence too with like the sevens committee and like the select side committee stuff you know so it all kind of ties in together yeah absolutely and that's kind of that's kind of how it's working it's kind of like I said branching out into those other committees and you know it, it kind of turned into like women's development throughout all of them and that and that I think that speaks to the people in charge in the committees they really want women's rugby in Iowa and they want them to thrive and uh shout out to Cedar Rapids right they brought the Ooh, they're man. not called the Shield Maidens I found that out nope. they're just Cedar Rapids it's all one club which is fantastic I think okay. it should should be but the Shield Maidens were fantastic back in the day and I'm glad that club's back so mm-hmm. things like that like let's bring these clubs back and also build them up so yeah, and I think that, like you said, that really speaks to the vision of where rugby is going. We know we have a great high school girls league. We have some of the greatest college club rugby programs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the clubs in Iowa are competing for national titles. And it's funny because some of their toughest matches are against each other. So to have you and I, Iowa, Iowa State, competing at the NCR D1 level being ranked top 10 we have all of these amazing women playing rugby 23 years and younger so when they turn 24 and they graduate college where do they go why why don't we have something in place for them they shouldn't have to feel like they have to move to minnesota yeah, to play exactly. for the twin city amazons who you know friends great, of the program yes, great, yeah, great great program, program. Yeah. and if that's <laughs> and if that's where your life takes you that's awesome but can the twin city amazons take on you know Let's say ten girls graduate from each college. That's that's thirty yeah. girls, and then also high school girls who don't go to college. Can they take on fifty girls per year from Iowa? No, I mean that's not sustainable. Like mm-hmm. people want to play, you know. So like, what what are we doing here to make sure they make it into women's clubs? And again, we we see that as it's it's just so important to have that equal representation to have those opportunities. And when we talk about, you know hey, we want to do this for men's, and this is where men's is at. And then we switch over to women's, and it's like the barriers are so different when it's like, hey, if women want to play a match, they have to drive four hours for just one match, and six women might show up. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane the different issues they have with the same sport, and it's just because it's never been built up, and so that's a huge focus in every aspect. We have that women's committee, but yet when you look at everything we do, women are a part of every single one of those yeah everyone and they're contributing uh and um kind of the forefront of a lot of them right they're they're kind of taking taking the lead and that's that's fantastic more representation uh, Mm -hmm. for the union as well and i i I think we have a lot of momentum with women's rugby i think we have a long way to go Mm -hmm. um but we have the start the start of it right we're we're doing the sevens we're doing um the festivals the festivals we talked about earlier we're doing all that stuff plus now like we're getting this stuff in place and the beautiful thing about the committees is we can pivot mm-hmm. right so and i use that word a lot and i'm sure the people i've used that word probably a thousand times in this last week with all these <laughs> meetings uh so i'm sure anybody that was in the committee heard it again but we can pivot so like the select sides right we get all this in place of year one and then as soon as we get that in place, we get games, practice, tryouts scheduled, all that stuff. We're going to pivot to 
how do we make next year better? How do we get true tryouts better? You know, true tryouts. Mm-hmm. How do we get filmed the coaches beforehand? How do we, you know, and then build on that? And then same thing with all Iowa. We plan all Iowa this year, and now the committee is going to pivot to next year and figure out, you know. So we have a lot of things in process. To It's not one and done. It's like how do we be sustainable? Mm-hmm. And I think these committees are definitely the way to go about it, and they're so flexible mm-hmm. with the way they can go. And Yeah. That, yeah. And, and then that's going to be women's development. So I think it's going to be good, and especially, too, like after this first year, you know, like seeing what works, what doesn't, and then be able to kind of, you know, make the adjustments for the next year. It's just going to keep getting better every year, I feel like. And then, like, have these committees, multiple people thinking about stuff, multiple eyes on it, you know, it's going to be good. And to build off of that, Phil, that that's the idea is that, okay, we want to build off of it. But a lot of times in years past, it was, all right, we're done with this. We don't touch it for nine months. Mm-hmm. Well, when something gets done, these committees are 12 months out of the year. Mm. They're going to meet. So when they're in the off season, maybe not as frequently, but they're still having action plans. They still have action items that they need to accomplish in the off season. Because a lot of times when it's, you know, Hey, select side's done. And then we wait nine months. You're behind the ball. It's going to be, Hey, we're done with the select side tournament, June 1st, whatever it is. Mm. Well, guess what? June 15th, we're probably going to have a meeting and go, what went what worked what didn't what do we want for next year and how do we build off that one thing Brian and I talked about was this isn't going to be perfect overnight this first season for everything is going to be a work in progress we haven't even talked yet about the ambassador uh, committee the ambassador league because meeting that, tomorrow the, yeah or actually tonight <laughs> mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) We time travel in this. And the Ambassador League is this new idea of it's not D4. It's not a league per se, but it is a festival style place where clubs that are emerging c- clubs that are struggling guys that don't have a home club girls that don't have a home club they all meet in one location to play a 15s match whatever it looks like and and that's something we're going to figure out and it's one of those things where you know it's not going to be perfect this first time we do it mm-hmm. but we are creating a one-year plan a three-year plan five-year plan 10-year plan for these things like what is our vision yeah but with every single committee constant communication is what is going to make that happen when one thing ends we have to reflect and then look forward to the next season you know i was just thinking though like we have all these communities this guess is a kind of a question for both of you guys 
and you look at all these committees and it's really awesome that we have that is there anything when you're looking at it where you think we might be missing one potentially so that's something i've thought about before is one i was like is this too many committees and do we have enough people to even fill them? Like when we were at the AGM oh, and I had yeah, no problem I, filling those communities. Yeah. Well, when I presented it, I'm like, is it, that's why like, I feel like I brought you in Gimli and like, okay, if no one raises their hand, you guys are in all these committees <laughs> and then you didn't have to do it, which yeah, was great. No, not once. Yeah. But I'm interested where you want to go with that because I think there's a lot of things we could do, but are those items like big enough that they need a committee yeah. so i'm interested what you're thinking because my brain is fried brian you yeah got... i'm i mean meeting after meeting i'm a little fried thinking of <laughs> ideas right now but like, phil you want another one <laughs> Fuck. no i mean yeah. i was just kind of curious in your guys thoughts because like it was like sometimes i think of myself it's like oh like well like, what about high school but high school is a whole different entity than mm-hmm. iowa rugby union so it doesn't really apply to us you know right yeah i was very very weird uh like that we have three separate unions um mm. it's a little different um but that's another goal that ryan and i have is kind of bridge the mm-hmm. bridge the gap yeah, the there gap, yeah they keep their identity and their own entity but we want to extend I mean, not in all of branch. It's not like we're enemies, but we want to extend a hand to be like, hey, your players are our future players. Our current players can be your coaches and referees. If we work together, we both can benefit. How can we find a way to benefit? And so including the youth rugby union in our conversations to make sure that like we're on the same path, because again, if they're successful, we're successful. If we're successful, they're successful. And I just don't think there's been an open line of communication. I don't know if people haven't reached out, but if we can find a way to work together on common goals, I, I think it's great. But mm-hmm. that's their thing. We're not going to step on their toes. We're not going to do anything like that. But if they have an idea that we can support them, boom, we're all for it. Yeah. Right. And like one for instance we could build an application process right mm. go to, go to the youth union and be like what do we what do clubs need to do to have a high school team under like you know like the wombats academy mm. like have a high school team how's it how's it safe uh you know how what regulations have to be made um you know different travel restrictions all those things that the unit because right now it's like you have to go dig for that and you have to make mm-hmm. sure someone's available mm-hmm. kind of talk through that but what if we had an application process we send it to the clubs and the clubs could send it in and say hey this is what we have these are our certified coaches everyone's safe sport mm-hmm. uh stuff like that and we know the rules right and then we're, we're kind of combined that way stuff like that we could we could yeah. definitely collaborate on a lot of things mm-hmm. right. is there another club or another committee you're thinking of phil or I didn't really have, like, any other thoughts. I was just kind of curious if there was, like, something you felt like we had missed when you guys were working on. I know Hall of Fame is one that, like, it it has its own thing, but it's kind of connected to the Iowa Rugby Union. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be, like, its own committee. But, like, it's weird. It's, like, an overlapping umbrella that it's it's in. So we didn't, like, make one because it kind of already exists. Yeah. Oh, I I do have one. I do have one. And I know, Brian, I know who would be the head of this committee. So what I'm thinking of is, you know, where is a place where there's, I don't know, four of these clubs that have, you know, 20 to 50 people on their roster 
These guys are ages 18 to 23. Um, and we help them find a senior club in Iowa. You know, it'd be really great if there was someone in, like a liaison for the college clubs. And then maybe he has a committee. Oh, my God, Phil. Oh. You are the Iowa Rugby right? Union Collegiate Liaison. I am. You are. I know. We could have a <laughs> collegiate committee. And you could work with the college you know, coaches. Actually, I, well, I was thinking like a little bit about that, but it's like, well... But that's like actually a pretty good idea. Like, thank you. you know, because <laughs> like, I mean, well, we always like we have younger guys that come to our club. You guys have younger guys that come to your club and stuff, and a lot of them do need like jobs and stuff like that, and like help with some things. You know. Like, okay, hear me out. This is something that I thought about when we had Michael Pisney on last week's episode. They had that uh, rugby scholarship house thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So hear me out, Phil. This is going to be your... buy a house? No, no, no. <laughs> For every single person. We, we, buy a, we buy a hotel and we turn it into apartments. No. Um, so, Phil, this is going to be your job. Hear me out. This is, uh. is going to be maybe one of the greatest ideas I've ever had. So, you create like a website database for college graduates and you find employers and you find things that these kids like if we think about that if we and i'm and i'm gonna make this for me okay yeah no (laughs) i'm I'm kidding about that part (laughs) but hear me out if we had a way to connect all of our clubs together and we could provide information of like hey if you get a job in this part of the state these are the clubs you could play for if you have a degree in this field these you know, jobs are in Dubuque. These jobs are in Clinton. These jobs are in Cedar Rapids. These jobs are in Des Moines. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, if we did a better job of like, hey, this is what your life could look like if you move to this town with this job. So just, I, I, I don't even know what that looks like, but just yeah. something where it's like, hey, but just having like, yeah, some sort of resource that they can, yeah, you know, use to figure out like if this is going to be a good location yeah. for me. Is this gonna Am I going to be able to find work here? Is there any connections if I'm with this club, if they can help me get, like, a job right. or find how, help me find housing or whatever, you know? Again, nobody in Iowa, no offense to anybody, like, nobody's number one should be like, I'm going to go pro in rugby and be set for life. No, we all need careers. Even if you're the mm-hmm. best rugby player in the world from the United States, like, you're going to have to work a job someday. Mm-hmm. So, like, having – and, you know – for our guys, how many guys have made it to the MLR from Iowa? There's a handful. Yeah. But the majority of kids who play college in Iowa will probably not go pro. I think yeah. that's safe to say. Um so let's say ninety let's say ninety percent. That's a nice number. Ninety percent of the kids won't go pro. If we could provide them like, hey, if you want to keep playing rugby, here's all the clubs. Here's jobs in their community, like the top jobs, um, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they're looking for a job, and then the club is tied to it. I don't know. That's just an idea. Actually, Brian, make it make it an amendment. He has to do that. <laughs> and we're, we're you're the president. It, yeah. sign, sign, you're already signed up, right? It's uh, <laughs> duties as assigned. I'm not on sports you quite yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we should get a, a college liaison that can actually use technology. <laughs> that might help. That's fair. Yeah, how are you going to talk to these kids? So, sports hey, I'm, I'm relatable to the youth. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Yeah. Sports U is the app we're using for all communication. We're like, hey, everyone sign up for it. Phil's on the board. 
hasn't even downloaded the app until 40 Till Brian called me ago. out on it when he showed up. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I came in person. That's the only reason. <laughs> I'm actually not recording. <laughs> We're just hanging out. Uh, no, I think that that is a good question, Phil, because I think, too, being fluid and flexible, if something pops up or we're like, do we need a committee for that? We'll make it, you know? Yeah, and it's actually – it's in the it's in the bylaws, right? Mm-hmm. It's just not something that's been flexed uh, enough. Uh, it, mm-hmm. So if you read in the bylaws, the president and vice president can make a committee for anything they want. And, and that's actually where I got this idea from. Someone sent me the bylaws like, this hasn't been updated since 1990. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. I'm going to read it. And I was like, why aren't we doing any of these things? Like, it's in there. It, like, literally tells you, like, have committees. Have a college liaison. Mm-hmm. That th- There is a board position for a college liaison. We just haven't had it, you know? Like, that's where a lot of my ideas came from was reading that and being like, ooh. That's how I got roped into being the vice president of the alumni board. I was like, oh, you're young. You relate to the kids. You should do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the way you said that... I had nothing to do with that. I know. I'm just saying that's <laughs> yeah. like literally how that happened. Which is funny because with the I or the University of Northern Iowa alumni board, you guys told me to like leave the room. Like, no, you can't be on it because you're already doing too much for other things. <laughs> you're smart, like, smart. I don't know. <laughs> you're like, get out of here. <laughs> I sat at the bar at Tony's and drank by myself while you guys were all in that room. <laughs> I was, it still hurts. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay, but going back, Brent, we've talked a lot about, I feel like we've covered all the things that we're currently working on. Um, you know, we're only an hour into this, so we're, we do, this is the intro. Um, <laughs> so how did you end up, you know, wanting to become president? Or like, it was one of those things too, like during the AGM, um, you guys from Des Moines were virtual because I think you had your banquet that night. Yeah. yeah. You guys and so when nominations were coming up, it almost felt like, again, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. It was like the music hits and a surprise return comes out. And it's like, oh, my God, what the heck? Stone Cold Steve Austin. He hasn't been around in 20 years. What's he doing here? <laughs> and you come down and you're like, uh, Brent Reynolds is nominated from Des Moines. And yeah how how did that happen and like i feel like too president is a big role like what what made you think like you know what i want to do this yeah I'm, uh well I, I thought about it for a while i was president of des moines did a lot of things there we went to d2 uh kind of built that out and turned it into kind of a performance you know it's a performance club i like obviously not all me there's like tons of board members and stuff mm-hmm. but i was the president at the time we brought in like the the qualifiers and i love that and i love mm, that yeah. trying yeah. to trying to change des moines and the you know more like performance let's send kids up uh was a blast so i had i had experience with it right and then um i knew you were involved with mm-hmm. the union and that that was a big i mean if you weren't here i'm not here to be honest uh oh shucks <laughs> are you talking to me or phil people can't see <laughs> oh ryan ryan <laughs> oh uh, so people people don't know this uh, but Ryan and I actually had um, when the Wombats formed. Everyone thought we didn't like each other. But Ryan and I mm-hmm. talked a lot. We talked a lot, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was awesome. And this guy's is full of great ideas. And uh, we've of, always worked really really well together. Absolutely, yeah. And and I and, I, and, I, and you're you're not. You, yes, you have your team, and you mm-hmm. want your team to be successful. But you mm-hmm. truly want to grow rugby. 
and uh, that's something I've always admired. And I was like, if Ryan's involved, I want to be involved because we we can bounce this off each other and mm-hmm. move forward, you know. And I and I know I had the capacity to do it. And I so I sat down with my wife like months ago before this happened. And oh I was, no way! Yeah, and I I, I want to keep it quiet because rugby can come out, kind of be political. Sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. right. Uh, so I kept I was keeping it quiet and. Um, I talk, spoke with my wife, and she said, yeah, that's fine. You know, I was like, hey, I'm going to run for a position <laughs> oh. <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, so we get there, and you get nominated for president. And uh, I was thinking maybe you'd be president, I'd be VP, kind of how that would work. Because, I mean, the roles are pretty interchangeable, right? Like, we work off mm-hmm. each other a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, obviously, I don't, I don't care about title. Like, I just want to mm-hmm. make – Make, right. a, make a change and, and grow grow the sport like you as well so you you declined and i said well ryan's gonna be vp then <laughs> so uh and and it's not like I, i'm and i'm just this is just truthful mm-hmm. um like i'm i was totally fine with either position mm-hmm. it's not like i fell into president i was like i, w- I want to be on this board mm-hmm. and then um yeah so the morning guys looked at me and i said yeah let's go and uh yeah, got got elected and said, "Holy crap, this happened!" <laughs> well, and that's funny you say that too because I had no idea that like yeah, so I was anybody yeah. was planning on running for that, and it's like I didn't want to be president because I'm like oh, I don't have time for that. But it, like you said, uh, we're we're in meetings every single night. Yeah. We're we're doing stuff all the time because we love the sport. We want to see it grow. And so when you when you popped up, I was just like, "All right," like you know, and then. The vote happened, and I was like, yeah, man, like, we work really well together. We've always had a great working relationship, and like you said, with when the Wombats popped up, we were talking all the time about, like, how can we grow rugby in Des Moines at the time, and and it was one of those things, like, trying to convince other people that, like, hey, we do have the space to make both entities work, and we have, you know, and then Absolutely. now to take that to the next level is cool, because it's like, again... This is the first I'm hearing of it. And can I tell you guys a secret? Sure. We're getting real quiet. I I didn't talk to my wife about being VP. I don't think she knows. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I okay. share stuff on social media all the time, so she probably sees it. But, like, I didn't I do it. remember you talking about possibly being <laughs> VP, and I'm like, you already do a lot, Mr. Gray. You don't have to do this. <laughs> Your wife's going to kill you. Yeah. And here's the thing. She won't hear this. She doesn't listen to this anymore. She listened to it like for like two episodes. I was like, all right, I get it. I'm out. Yeah, I don't but, think Shine listens anymore either because I don't think she likes <laughs> to listen to me talk. <laughs> but no, it, yeah. I, still, I just remember like being there and like I'm trying to run that meeting and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like, all right, we're going to vote, blah, blah, whatever. And then, like, out of a a cell phone, it's just like, we nominate Brian Reynolds. I'm like, all right. Like, wh- where'd that <laughs> cool. noise come from? That was that was cool. That was cool. And, uh, yeah, so far, so good. I feel good. How, how do you feel? You know, what has been, you know, I guess the biggest challenge so far, the biggest surprise? Yeah, so the my biggest surprise probably is, you know, I for the first – two weeks i was like hey where's the data where's where's all the information like what give me the booklet on how to be president and there, there there's nothing mm-hmm. so that 
that was like, oh, okay, this is kind of no wonder like someone takes it for a year and then it's a whole new reset, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's that's kind of scary. Uh, that that's our governing body is kind of and not and that's not a thing to the past. It's just like there's not a booklet or like a instruction manual except mm-hmm. for the bylaws. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, again, not updated since 1990, and <laughs> and I will say too, like you, I think I saw it in the women's notes that you and Aaron are going to work on like a kind of like a, a handbook for people how to start new clubs, and I just feel like you know as we do this, who knows how long we're going to do this, but at least I feel like we both know like coming into this, we know the people before us weren't handed things, and, and before the internet was a thing in Google Drive documents got lost and there yeah. was so much turnover that things just got lost in the transition that we know now that you know what if if we're only doing this for one year or if we do this for 10 years whenever it is when we leave we are going to leave the next people in a spot to be successful because we care about the sport um, and just to make sure that hey those documents exist they're in a Google Drive somewhere here's the keys to the Ferrari because you know it's it's gonna be Ferrari by the time we leave this, Phil. Like Toyota Camry, either way. You know, I mean, reliable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna exactly. keep chugging along. That's that's the key, right? Yeah. Yeah. Taurus no, we're gonna be a, a Ford Taurus. Uh, we're gonna be here for the next twenty nine years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, that's that's a huge thing. I remember bugging you and bugging you and bugging you, like, hey, where's this stuff at? And you're and like, I just kept saying, I don't know. <laughs> I'm making this all up as I go. <laughs> you were finally like. Brian, we're, re- we're resetting. It's a hard reset, man. <laughs> hard reset, hard and I was like, "All right, our rules, let's go," <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah. But again, with with the best intention of every decision that we make, it is with each other, and it's also with the best interests of everyone in mind, and it's intentional. A hundred percent. It's there is there is a lot of text messages over the littlest things. You know, it's is this going to put Iowa in a better spot? Not just a single person or a single club or a single whatever. It's got to be the best for everyone. And that's been the goal, I mean, for three months. And oh, it's it's been good so far, and I'm excited. And as these committees have started talking, um, it has me even more energized and excited for, for what's to come. Yeah, it was like that, that calm before the storm mm-hmm. where we were like, okay what are we gonna do like what are we doing we're building out the sports you building out these committees and we're like are we waiting too long like mm-hmm. are people gonna forget about the committees and then the committees came and you're like oh man people are serious like yeah. this is this is happening mm-hmm. we're making it happen like this yep. is it's all that groundwork and those three months of kind of silence like mm-hmm. we were kind of just kind of building all this stuff out mm-hmm. and now and now it's happening and, and it's it's gonna be a rocket ship and yeah uh, I'm I'm super excited and, and it shows. I mean, look at the coaches we put in place, yep. and you're gonna see festivals. You're gonna see summer sevens is back. And right? I That's think, huge. and I'm gonna say too, you said it's gonna take off like a rocket ship, not because of me or you. It's because of the 27 different people in the committees. There are 27 people, 27 different people in these committees that are making stuff happen. It. This would not happen if it was just you and me doing stuff. Not at all. We'd be burnt out. We'd be like, all right, we're going to do one of these projects, and that's it. I mean, that's why Summer 7s, I feel like, disappeared, because people in charge is like, I can't do one more thing. It's I'm, like, yeah. I'm out. Uh, select sites, 
I, I can't do it all. You know, it happens. But we have 27 people who care, and they're from different pockets of the state. And again, too, like with the women, I keep thinking of this, too. You said, like, we we want different viewpoints. And that's what's great about these committees is that we have people from all these different backgrounds that if it was just you and me making decisions, we're probably not making the best decisions for women because we are not in their shoes. We are not at the women's festivals. We are, mm-hmm. we're with our clubs on, on Saturdays, you know, they are there seeing it and they can come back and say, this is what needs to change and we can help support that. So that, that's what I want to give a shout out to is, we're just kind of here like as as the vision mm-hmm. it's the people in the committees who are doing the work and uh, it's a shout out to them yeah absolutely and that's why each committee has a committee leader that's not us mm-hmm. right and then uh just to speak real quick because i think it's the coolest thing ever so in a couple of those committees we have uh a woman that's been playing for years mm-hmm. and then we have uh aaron mm-hmm. uh and then we have uh, Jenny, who this is her first year, and she joined like every committee. Yep. Uh, and from Quad Cities, from Quad Cities, and that's fantastic. Like that's what we need, right? Yeah. Like what when you show up to rugby, you're new. You know, like so, certain people aren't going to remember. I don't remember when I show up to rugby how I actually felt, right? Like, yep. I, you know, lots of games in between then and there, and like now we have this perspective from Jenny, who's just starting and saying, "Hey, this made me feel uncomfortable." This this made me feel welcomed, and we got you know we can adjust that as a as yeah. a union. So yeah, so I guess kind of wrapping up this interview here because I I think it's a lot of good information, and I want to have throughout the year. And Phil, I'll run it by you as a B side boy. You know, okay, you're one of the admin <laughs> of the B side boys. Um, I'd like to have Brian on multiple times throughout the year so we can get check-ins on the Iowa Rugby Union. Right? I'd be okay with that. You like that? I like that. Just because I feel like, again, it's funny because it's like I wear multiple hats. Like, oh, I'm just goofing around on a podcast. But also, I have a serious hat where, as vice president, I want information to get out. Yeah. And the best way to hear it is from the source. Um, have you guys seen the tweet? Uh, you're not on Twitter, Phil. Mm-mm. There's a tweet going around that's like... You meant X, right? X, oh yeah. No, I can't call it that. Ugh, <laughs> gross. But there's a tweet going around and someone's like, who has... Like, if there was a sports Twitter Hall of Fame, what tweet would go in first ballot? And there's one where a guy tweeted at the Toronto Blue Jays and said, hey, is Smoke... Did he get released from the team? And the Blue Jays are like, no, he's coming back from injury. He'll be pinch hitting if needed. And then the guy replies and says, source? And the Toronto Blue Jays said, us. <laughs> We're the team he plays for, us. And that's kind of how I feel like with this, where it's like, you know what? If you want information about the Iowa Rugby Union, follow the Facebook page. Follow the Instagram. Get on an email list. Get on sports. You join a committee. And listen to this podcast because if you want to hear straight from the horse's mouth, straight from the Toronto Blue Jays, you're here. You know what I mean? And like, this is where it's going to come from. And you know what, too? If we say something and we don't follow up on it, we don't like act on what we say, call us out on it. Because again, we care about it, we're passionate about it. And if there's a lot going on, if we miss something and if we start slacking in, in a certain aspect, let us know. Like, that's the whole point. That's why we're doing this. We want it to be a positive experience for everybody. 
and transparent. I mean, how many years have you gone through and I'm like, what, are, what does the union actually do for us? The union. The union. Yeah. People, that's how people would say it too, like, the union. <laughs> and they would say it like it was this, like the evil empire. Like, oh, it's just this group of shadow people. And it's like, nah, dude, it's just people working jobs. And there wasn't a good way to communicate what they were doing. So yeah. people would come up with this narrative, like, the union isn't doing what I want them to. And it's like, yeah, dude, it's just a guy. <laughs> yeah, one, for, one person and just trying to hold the state together <laughs> and stuff. So, yeah, transparency is a, a big thing. And I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'll definitely, definitely come back. Perfect. You want to hang out for the rest of the show? We, we're going to run through a couple of things. I mean, I feel like this... This is very heavy on Iowa Rugby Union, but you want to you wanna stay for the rest of this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't think the time will be like too <laughs> accurate on that. I think it'll go by pretty quick. The board. Yeah, no, it will. It will. So, yeah, that was Brian Reynolds, president of the Iowa Rugby Union. He's with the Des Moines Rugby Club. He also has his finger up. Yeah, uh, I actually, if Gimli's not here, I'm not coming back because I had so many fun stories from when I played with him at Des Moines. And I, I was a little disappointed he wasn't here. I was going to talk to him about that. I think he was faking it now. He's fibbing. <laughs> He's a Because he did say, like, in our – he put, like, eight messages in a row of, like, all these great ideas of things to talk about. And 15 minutes before, he's like, "Damn I'm out. He's a fibber. Fibber. You know what? Yeah, you're coming back on because, again – we could go surprise we, just show up next week but we'll, let's not tell him <laughs> you're just in you i'll have you over at like 7 30 you're just sitting here and he comes down he's like oh no why is he here <laughs> well 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 so yeah uh next thing we want to move into uh speaking of you know organizational things scott lawrence the interim head coach of usa rugby men's 15s he has been officially appointed as the head coach of the USA Men's Eagles, and he's the general manager of the 15s team. Yeah, A lot of people have been saying, like, remove the tag, remove the tag. He has overachieved in what he's been doing. And he actually cares. He cares, he's, <laughs> and he's a homegrown guy. Uh, Lawrence said on the official appointment, there's just an overwhelming sense of gratitude to the 26 professionals across our men's 15s pathway and senior programs. The FIDO Senior Eagles Leadership Group and more than 200 donors who made the 2023 a positive step forward toward returning to qualification for the 2027 Rugby World Cup. Reflecting on all their hard work and support of the USA rugby community, it truly feels like I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. With the love and support of my wonderful family, I couldn't be more pleased to continue the mission of preparing our national team in a uniquely American way that represents the values of our country and inspires a new generation of players to do great things in 2031. So I think, you know, the biggest thing for me is he's a homegrown guy. He's a guy who played flanker for the USA club in 2006. He has five appearances. Uh, He coached for life university um he played with life university first and then he was capped to usa um he moved on to coach the um, 2011 and 2012 junior world rugby team for usa um, led them to a victory in 2012 then he was the head coach of life university where he won a d1 national title joined the usa national team in 2017 as an assistant 
Then he became the interim coach after Gary Gold failed to get the U.S. team to qualify for the 2023 World Cup. Um, he's been doing great. People love him. Uh, again, homegrown. A lot of people were like, oh, Eddie Jones, go outside, hire him. We need people from outside USA. But, I mean, it's never worked for us. No. Not at all. Yeah. So, cool to see a homegrown guy and give him a chance. He's been doing great things, mm-hmm. and the people love him. Um, I'm excited. Player, players love him. And that's that's, that's the, big, the biggest thing. you got to get buy-in, right? Yep. Players, your team. And then the homegrown thing as well, like, you know, outside – they don't know the struggles of trying to get USA rugby going mm-hmm. and stuff. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's great. He knows the barriers mm-hmm. and that, that's going to be fantastic. So uh, everyone should be excited about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's easy to root for him too. It's easy to get behind him and root for him. So excited to see what he does. And it's something we've been saying for a while. Gimli actually said last week, he was like, Oh, I wanted to mention that Scott Lawrence is still the interim coach. The next day <laughs> it's announced He's the head coach. Very stereotypical for this podcast. Every time we say something on here, like next day or two days later, it's like, oh, well. Old news. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I'll literally be editing the podcast and then news comes out where it's like, and it's already outdated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, next thing too, huge rugby weekend, but we're actually going to go a different direction that people might not think. Belgium rugby defeated Portugal 10 to 6 this past weekend. Why is that huge? Portugal is one of those teams that uh, has – they're a Tier 2 team, but they're like a top-level Tier 2 team. Mm-hmm. Belgium, uh, they don't really make noise. This is Belgium's first victory over Portugal since 2017. It moved them up three places in the world rugby rankings up to number 26, and it dropped Portugal down three places to number 16. So when they played, it was number 29 versus number 13. Mm-hmm. Huge upset. Also, the biggest news from this, Belgium, they had a shitload of fans. Huge support. So, I think that's something, too, where we always see, like, the Blue Bloods, you know. Mm. New Zealand, Ireland, Scotland, England, you know. They're always doing great. Argentina. To see these Tier 2 nations raise their level of play, it's promising. Yeah. It's good for the sport. You know, it, it pushes everyone to get better. And you want more competition. You want more countries playing at this higher level. Um, good to see. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's more of Belgium raising up and not Portugal falling down. Mm. And that's uh, a good way to you know highlight that. You know, like it's not necessarily like Portugal's getting worse or anything like that. It's just good rugby. Belgium's playing well, or like they're you know improving. Mm-hmm. I like the fan base. I like whole deal too. You know, like. You know, a better fan base, honestly, elevates teams as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there was a video of it, and it was it was very, very cool to see. So, yeah. So, you probably thought we were going to go, you know, Six Nations first. But Six Nations did happen. It was awesome. Great first round. Uh, in the very first match, Ireland versus France, a lot of people said, you know, this was the World Cup final people wanted but never got. Well... Ireland beat France 38-17. to 17. You might hear a FaceTime beeping. I'm trying to get a hold of our international correspondent, <laughs> Eric Nichols. Again, he's working. He, he probably passed out. <laughs> yeah, he's unavailable. Darn. We'll get his full take on it. 
uh, next week probably. But yeah, Ireland wins 38-17. Hell yeah. Early in the match, eight minutes in, France had a card. It almost looked like they were going to get a red card in that first eight minutes where I was like, man, eight minutes into the match and you – And play down a man the whole time? Well, that would suck. <laughs> and the thing is too, like eight minutes into the Six Nations and you lose the chance to win the whole thing because France thinks they can win this whole thing. Mm. They have a good squad, but they looked very flat. And as Nichols told me, Ireland was very sharp. Every phase of the game, they pinned France deep and made them work, and they they just couldn't get out. Feeling pretty good about my Six Nations prediction now. Yeah. Well, and then in the next one, uh, England defeats Italy 27-24. Everyone was talking on Saturday morning, Italy's up 10 nothing. Like, oh, my God. At halftime, Italy was up 17-14. And we made the joke like, oh, Italy's going to get the wooden spoon. Oh, they're they're always the worst team in the Six Nations. They came out inspired. But England chipped away, played England rugby, ended up with the win. Um, Yeah, I mean, 27-24, much closer than we thought. Oh, yeah, way closer. But England pulled it out. And then the last match, Scotland versus Wales. This was wild. When I was watching this, first half, Scotland goes up 20 to nothing. It looked like Scotland could have put up 100 points on this team in the first, like, 10 minutes. You're mm-hmm. like, what is happening? Wales, their coach came out and said it was the worst half of rugby he's ever seen in his life. It was the most uninspired rugby he'd ever seen that 20 to nothing half. Mm-hmm. In the second half, the score was 7 Scotland, 26 Wales. It was completely flipped. Scotland ends up winning 27-26. Wow. Wales should have won that match. Yeah. Because the way they came back in the second half was amazing. But Scotland held on to win. Scotland is my team that I have to win the the Six Nations. And, ooh. You're just wrong. Yeah, Ireland looks <laughs> like they are going to continue to be the favorite. Again, I watched all three matches. Um, I don't want to misspeak on anything. Ireland is n- number one right now. England and Scotland both tied for two. Um, I'm going to leave it at that before we have Nichols or, mm-hmm. or Gimli on because they follow player movements and all of that stuff. They can give you a better analysis. But just from the eyeball level, the eyeball test, Ireland looks great. Scotland, if they played like they did in the first half, they could win this whole thing. Uh, they need to play a full 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. England... Is their coach, I don't know. We we talked about it, how they had a new coach last year um, and how he quickly kind of changed things. World Cup, they, they overperformed. Are they settling back down to who they truly are? Interesting thing to follow. Brian, what was your take on it? Did you watch some, some of the World yeah, Cup or yeah. uh, Six Nations? Yeah, absolutely. I think the England, the settling um, is definitely a – a good observation there because that I mean that score is kind of shocking right like you look at that and you're thinking wow like what happened in there but I think Italy also played a little bit better than uh, people expected so they had they had some good pieces as well and then I did I did think of a question that I was going to ask you does it hurt do you think it hurts for Wells knowing they had that horrible first half and how much how close they came to beating Scotland like would you rather get blown out or have that comeback fall short Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I feel like this almost hurts worse because they know, like, we had it in us. You know, right? if you would have fixed maybe even just 
five minutes of that first half, just a couple of phases, uh, you win that game. Or if you play like you did in the second half, the whole game, you win that game by 30 points. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that would be my vote, too. This would hurt way worse. This would sting a little bit. Because you know, you know it's there. Like, you, you know, like, we had it. And, and that's got to be awful. And Scotland's got to be like, whew, we made it out. We can't let that happen again. That's like a wake-up call of, like, they they put it on in the first half, and I feel like they went into cruise control, like, we got four more rounds. You know, we got to play four more matches after this. Let's just ease into it, and we'll just settle. And Wales hit them in the mouth, you know. So, huge, huge matches. Um, second round, we have Scotland against France in Scotland. Then we have England in Wales at Twickenham in England. And then we have Ireland in Italy at Aviva Stadium. Uh, you know, Scotland being at home, I think they're going to beat France. England, I think, is going to beat Wales. And I think Ireland is going to take Italy to the woodshed. So we have two matches on Saturday and then one match on Sunday. Um, Phil, do you have any other... I don't know. Maybe maybe Wales can surprise England because again, maybe they come out pissed off. And, yeah, and after keep that playing loss, hot. I know. I would, I would still go with France over Scotland, England over Wales, Ireland over Italy. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So you think France is going to beat Scotland? I think so. Okay. I think they're going to be a little fired up about losing to Ireland and want to stay in the race. There. <sighs> they just look so flat, though. Like, I don't yeah, care they, how they'll make adjustments. I think. I don't care how bad they want it. I just. Uh, they're really missing Dupont. Dupont. <laughs> no, I know. That's what Nichols and Gimli would say. But, <laughs> yeah. and, and, du, and Dupont, he was at the France 7th training, training week. Yeah, they, so that, yeah. they caught him there. Bryant, do you have any other takes on uh, Six Nations? Yeah, um, Scotland, Ireland, and then I'll, uh, I'll go Wales. So you're going Scotland, Ireland, and you're going to take Wales over England? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I... I'm taking England, but it wouldn't surprise me. That's such a cop-out. But it wouldn't surprise me if Wales stepped up and beat them. Because, um, yeah, England almost looked like, after the World Cup, like they are not the same team. Right. They're yeah, and I mean, frauds. eventually that's going to catch up to you, right? Right. So, yeah, Ireland's in first place with five points. England and Scotland both with four. Wales with two. Italy with one. And if the tournament ended today after one round, France would have the wooden spoon. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Uh, sevens, the HSBC Sevens. Nothing happened last week. The next time they have a tournament is in Vancouver on February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. The next little nugget we have is the coaching clinic, referee clinic in Des Moines at Weeks Middle School. February 17th is the coaching clinic. February 18th mm-hmm. is the referee clinic. Awesome news, guys. The coaching clinic capped out at, well, it capped out at 12 coaches. And then they bumped it up to 24. And then it capped out. And then they bumped it up to 36. And then it capped out. Well, they bumped it up to 48. Well, it capped out. We now have a fifth educator. And it is now up to 60 seats available. 48 coaches have signed up. We have 12 open seats. Can we make it to 60? I think so. You can still register. Unlimited capacity. They just keep adding coaches. And I'm going to say this too. With 48 
to 60 coaches being certified in Iowa on February 17th. I don't know. I think maybe it shows USA Rugby that, like, Iowa Rugby has some stuff happening. Like, we care. And hopefully, too, this creates a boom in the Iowa youth rugby scene. It creates a boom in our select side program. Hopefully, like, youth select side, like our Wombats Academy. Mm -hmm. We have five guys for Wombats Academy who are getting certified. We have two other Wombats who are getting certified for high school coaching. Like, this is huge. We have multiple women's coaches. This should be a boom period for rugby coaching. Yeah, it's definitely a launching point for the state, right? Especially with the refs and the and the coaches going through this. And a lot of, a lot of those coaches are going to start high school programs and build that up. And mm-hmm. that that's a lot of programs if mm-hmm. you think about it, right? That poten- a lot of potential there. And it's very exciting. And I would like to figure out from USA Rugby what's the biggest class maybe they've had in one area. Yeah, it's going to say like 48 is – that's quite a few people, right? You know, and if we can get that to sixty, so if you are even on the fence of coaching, please sign up for this. Please show up for it. Uh, I'm super excited because, again, it's at the middle school I teach at. I'm excited to host it. Um, I'm excited to get everyone in there and then say, "Hey, USA Rugby people, can I take a group photo real quick for social media?" <laughs> don't worry, guys. You're just gonna be foaming at the mouth for that. Guys, don't worry. I'll tag you. No, it's cool. So sign up for that. And then for the referee clinic, we have nine people signed up for that. Twelve is the capacity. So we still can get three more referees. Um, and, and that's something, too, I want to push for Adam Falk. We always need referees. Like, getting more coaches is great. Mm-hmm. Let's say we have 48 coaches. Of those 48, what if there's 20 new programs, let's just say? Mm-hmm. That's, that's still very high. Who's going to referee all those matches, right? So if we have 48 new coaches but only nine new referees – are we going to have enough referees to sustain that? Yeah, that's a good point. So, Phil, sign up on Sunday. Be a ref. Hmm. <laughs> it, it will make you a better rugby player. So if you're still active, like you'll yeah. understand the laws a little bit better and maybe understand the calls a little bit better if you're hanging around the, you know, the – the fringe areas instead of there. not knowing if you need to back up 10 or hey yeah. we're actually scrubbing yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely and we we do have 5022 what's that the hell <laughs> adam is one of the best uh leaders that, for the refing community over there mm-hmm. he does a fantastic job so i know he's just like super excited about this and i hope people take advantage of it oh 100 um so again go to rugby explorer whether that it's the app go to the website you go to the learning portal, you click on course catalog, you find either coaching L1 or refing L1, click on it, scroll down to Des Moines, click add to cart, scroll back up to the top because it won't automatically take you there, and then click view cart, then buy now, boom, you're in. If you have problems, let me know, like 37 other people have, <laughs> and I will get you the email information for the USA Rugby people who are running oh, it. Because again, probably so sick of those emails. Because again, I'm just throwing this out there. I like the wombats. We are only hosting, like we are only, like we're providing the facility. Mm. That's it. I'm gonna talk to Ridgeway. We're gonna probably provide lunch, little Caesar's pizza. You know, that'd be nice, right? That's that's a good touch. Um, yeah, just and some bottled water. You know, if you want to bring your own snack, I'll bring bring my own own water. Um, (laughs) (laughs) anyways. It's one of those things where people keep reaching out like, oh, man, the registration. It's like, that's USA Rugby. Like, we have no control over that. And the amount of times I've had to, like, 
explain it. I, I know it by heart. I could sign up. I could sign up for this class with my eyes closed. Like I, I like I would know where the clicks are. Hey but, man, I didn't even really bother you about it. I ended up just emailing the guy directly. So well, it was a woman. Well, I had an email like a Mick. I can't remember the last name. Oh, they're Irish. Well, yeah, something like that. <laughs> no, because she directed me to him, no. and then he automatically like put me or put my uh, the course into my cart. But it was for a course in Chicago, and I was like. No, I need the one in Des Moines. <laughs> this one's about six hours closer to my house. Yeah. As in, like, it's seven minutes away. <laughs> but no, all, all kidding aside, I mean, it's a it's a good problem to have. The Rugby Explorer app, not the greatest, but people are getting signed up. I, I'm just so excited, and I really hope to see, you know, high school teams take off. That's, like, my mm-hmm. biggest thing is, like, I just want to see hundreds of high school programs. It would be so cool if... 15 20 years from now it's it's a sport where you see it in every pocket of Iowa and then it bleeds into the senior side bleeds into select side we get a pro team in Des Moines whatever that's no. I've gone too far but speaking <laughs> of ideas like that because I know like I'm kind of saying this jokingly well Madison Rugby United has that amazing facility in right College Grove yeah yep amazing one of the best in the Midwest and I saw something pop up here. There is another entity in Wisconsin, the Northeast Wisconsin Rugby Foundation. They purchased a plot of land eight miles south of Green Bay in the town of Lawrence, and they are going to build a brand new rugby facility with multiple fields, a parking lot. They're going to build a clubhouse. It's going to be the host of multiple youth programs. There's going to be colleges that can play there. There's going to be men's and women's teams. Green Bay's going to be there. I mean, basically what's happening at Madison, they're now going to have one at Green Bay. Mm. I mean, shout out to Wisconsin. They, they're really showing us like how things can be done. I mean, you're seeing that right there. I mean, they have, they have an entire board of seven people who are in charge of a foundation. This isn't a club. This is multiple clubs that they are going to support for years to come and i just feel like you know we always look to wisconsin's like hey those are teams we should be able to compete with and beat and you know we have some great matches with those clubs and we're very competitive with them but the fact that they now have two top level national level facilities for youth programs middle school high school college and senior and senior men's and women's sides like if we don't get on board and do something like this we're going to fall behind and they're going to beat us consistently just from a a structural standpoint so shout out to those guys that's awesome but also it's something to look at like man if they can do that in green bay like what's what's next in iowa you know what's your reaction on this because i feel like you brian you didn't know about this so you didn't know this was coming up but what's your instant reaction seeing green bay doing this and you already know what cottage grove has it's it's phenomenal it's just gonna skyrocket their the rugby in the area it's gonna build out like kids kids are gonna grow up playing rugby right Mm -hmm. and that's those those kind of places are what's gonna catch us up in the world right because that's how the other kids grow up they grow up tossing a ball around so that that's fantastic and it is also kind of alarming of like Mm. hey we need to communicate with our youth board and get kind of get something together a little bit faster Mm. than 
maybe we wanted to or like had the capacity capacity to so mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's definitely we need to you know we need to sit down with those other boards in iowa and say hey let's work together so right and that's something too like where i see you know that's how when you have the youth and the senior sides working together for a common goal it can end up like that mm. yeah absolutely and it and this is all again i don't want to say it's anybody's fault it's just communication right we yeah. haven't been to the table because dennis oliver is fantastic and just shout out to dennis for all the things mm-hmm. he does and yeah we just got to get to the time and get to the table and yeah do something like this that's something that like isn't not attainable like that's something we could do yeah you know um and it's awesome to see and it's something that like i would love to see you know like that'd be a dream just have something like that here like not necessarily des moines but like just in iowa in general and like selfishly speaking from like a wombat perspective we started that youth academy we have multiple players who coach at multiple you know high schools it'd be really cool if we had our own facility our own clubhouse and then it's like hey we have youth practice on monday we have high school practice on tuesday we have men's practice on wednesday women's practice something whatever it looks like Mm. and then on on saturday you have hey the the first match is at 9 a.m it's our high school youth program uh then we have a senior men's side then we have a senior women's side you have a whole day and it's all these events like Mm. that is so cool and then it's a whole thing you know that's it's amazing so that's where my brain's at it's yeah just... it's, it's a little, little jealousy a, little, mm-hmm. a lot of excitement you know <laughs> yeah and uh, good for them good for them yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's god as a bears fan you know i i hate green bay no i'm kidding <laughs> good for them no <laughs> did you you played up there right when when yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've, yeah. we've played Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we have. Also, I went for my uh, level 300 coaching certification course in Appleton, Wisconsin, when I did that like 10 years ago, and that was right by Green Bay. Appleton. I, w- I was su- su- surprised of uh, there's not a lot up there, so if they build this, right, like everyone's going to be pretty rugby centric up there right well that's backers obviously and that's where you think too like iowa has some communities that are small but big enough to support something like that like if you if you had a facility like that it'd be like hey this this is what we do you know Mm -hmm. that'd be that'd be pretty cool to see so i feel like any one of our like i could see it happening in the quad cities i could see it happening in des moines dubuque I could see it happening in the Cedar Valley, whether Cedar Falls, Waterloo, yeah. Waverly. Like, Waverly area. I, I mean, absolutely. I, any any one of those, if someone bought a plot of land, built a clubhouse, and then was like, hey, we're going to have multiple high school teams work through here, uh, it could happen. So so year three? Year three. That, <laughs> well, jot that in the notes. Write that down. Jot that down. Jot um, that down. <laughs> that's our next committee. <laughs> Mega. Acquire, acquire us land. <laughs> acquire land and build a mega facility for multiple. You know what we could do? Find like a, a D3 college, like a Simpson college, right? Buy a plot of land in Indianola. And it's going to host like Indianola High School Rugby and then also uh, neighboring high schools can play there too. Uh, Simpson College can be there. And then we start a men's club in Indianola. Boom. Easy. Solved, solved it. 
done. Yeah. All right. Land's that, cheaper out there. Land's cheaper out there. Because I'm thinking too, like, oh, it'd be so cool to do that in the Des Moines area. All right. Anybody got a billion dollars? That's why I say you're gonna buy some land in Waukee. Good luck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. Bondurant. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. East side of Des Moines, maybe have a plot. Probably so, not. No. It's probably pretty expensive too. Yeah. So we're screwed. <laughs> um, no, it's all good. But. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I got for the show. Phil, do you have anything else that we? Again, there's not much happening on the field. It's all mm, just behind the scenes stuff. Behind yeah. the scenes, in in places. Bryant, you got anything else that you want to? Any shout outs? Anything you want to promote? I mean, yeah, uh, I guess I want to thank my wife for letting me uh, kind of talk it through this and giving me the time to. Mm-hmm. To be president, it's mm. very exciting. Obviously, without that family support, um, mm. it would be kind of tough to do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you of know course. that, right? You're in like oh, 10 yeah. things. so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just shout out to my Norwalk girls, uh, the high school team. So I helped coach over there. And uh, Coach Jenna and Coach Amanda, they're amazing. So uh, oh, yeah. shout out to that whole squad. And, yeah, thank how'd you for How did recruiting go uh, at that middle school girls meet? Oh yeah, we ran into that? each other yeah, at yeah, a middle yeah. school re- uh, wrestling. I was week. coaching middle school girls for Des Moines, and then he came. It was at Norwalk, and he came to recruit for oh cool girls yeah. rugby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I'm a firm believer wrestlers make fantastic oh, rugby oh, players, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think we're gonna have a big incoming freshman class for the first time. It's nice. probably about five, which is some like four or five, I believe, uh, which is big for Norwalk, right? So. Mm-hmm. That's pretty exciting, and uh, to get matches, and then we have a lot of returning players. We didn't lose any players from the the last season. Oh, so. nice! So yeah, and then you know, with wrestling, uh, a lot of our rugby players were like they wrestled or they were wrestling managers for the mm-hmm. girls' team. So they talked to some of the other girls, and hopefully, we get some of the high school girls, not just freshmen, right? Like yeah, sophomores yeah. and stuff too. So yeah, I mean, do you, not get on my soapbox, but you see how big girls wrestling is oh, becoming, yeah, and, yeah. and it's a varsity sport now and like i see that like i hope someday that women uh yep. girls rugby is in the same boat as high school uh wrestling title nine man like that's <laughs> that's why we're seeing girls rugby get sanctioned at the college level at a much faster rate than the men because so many uh athletic spots are eaten up by football and so to make it even and fair, rugby is a great place for girls to find a spot collegiately. So I feel like, you know, following in the footsteps of wrestling, looking at the, the playbook that they use to become sanctioned, mm. um, that's something our, our girls rugby union or high school association should follow because rugby showed us how it's done or wrestling showed us how it's done. Also, a lot of those girls could be crossover athletes. I mean, oh, it's yeah. just easily. And, Humans crave physical contact. That goes for girls too. There's something about just being better at someone physically. Like it just absolutely feels mm-hmm. good. Like, oh, and and yeah, like and and the girls. I mean, I've coached girls for a while too, and like, yeah, they want to like lay the wood just like a guy does. Like you get that good crunching tackle. You break that tackle with a good stiff arm. I mean, there's just something about it. Girls love it too. So I agree. I hope we hope we see that. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, seeing you with one of your thousand hats on yeah <laughs> yeah middle school girls wrestling coach uh, classic saying on here man of many hats <laughs> too many hats too many actually i do have a lot of actual hats definitely too. definitely yeah. 
but no <laughs> brent thank you for coming on man this was great and like i said i i would love to have you on every once in a while just to check in with what's happening in the union because again i think using this platform to let people know like what is happening so there's no miscommunication there's no speculation it's here it is and if people have questions for brian or myself or phil or gimley or eric nichols or anybody like let us know like that's the whole point of all this is we want to interact we don't want to if there's something you want to hear more about if there's something you want to talk about if you want to come on and talk about something let us know and if there's a blind spot that me and bryant are missing let us know we we want to serve everybody and if we're missing something or we're you know out of touch on an aspect we are uh self-aware and humble enough to to take that criticism and Mm. and be honest Mm. (laughs) okay we're open to admitting that we (laughs) shut up i quit (laughs) okay you end the show you know what how you feeling? Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. This is how we end. Good, you. Yeah, good, good, you. No, oh, Brian's never made it to the end before. <laughs> no. Fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs. That's how we do it.